Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. Today, we are on the final episode, episode number seven, in a mini-series focusing on how to take over a new team. And not only how do you do that, but how do you successfully do that? And we've walked through multiple ways of building trust and creating relationships with your team, how to go ahead and get some training plans in place, how to get traction on some of the things that are your personal brand, and how to move your team forward. Yesterday's episode, we talked about doing a talent assessment. And we talked about the fact that there are five areas or five buckets that your team would fall into. Each individual would fall into relative to their performance such that then you can determine if they're going to stay on your team or be able to move on to another team because they've, they've done so well they get promoted to a new role or if they're going to move to another team because they simply don't have the key attributes or they can't go to the bar where you've raised it. And, and all of those things happen, okay? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It, it just happens, Okay. As we continue to raise the bar, there are some people that just simply will not make it. As we continue to raise the bar, there will be some people that thrive and just exceed all expectations. And those are the individuals that will probably get promoted and move on and do something different. Either way, either way, that's just, that's what happens with talent assessments and new leaders and raising the bar. So today's episode is focusing on addressing that underperformance. Okay. So yesterday's episode, we talked about how to have the initial conversation if, you know, someone is underperforming due to personal, personal situations, okay? We've talked about addressing underperformance just in general. We talked about calling it out, putting someone on notice, acknowledging and recognizing that, you know, someone is underperforming based on that talent assessment that you did. Well, now you're going to have to start addressing it. And so that ultimately means you're going to have to start making some changes within that team. Okay? So the first thing I want to tell you is before you start to address underperformance, you truly have to give all of the team time to adjust to your leadership. And that's what I talk about when I say you've got to look in the mirror. Because you are going to be getting your footing and you're going to be figuring out your role. And you have to therefore give people time to get used to you getting used to your role, okay? So that's a caveat I've got to throw out here. You can have conversations about performance. That's fine. But when you start to take disciplinary action and you start to move forward with someone who you feel as though is underperforming and can't be a good fit on the team, you really need to be sure that, that you've given them a chance to adapt and adjust to your leadership style. Because some people have a tough time with change some people stand back and try to read a situation before they take action. And that takes time. And we have to acknowledge that everyone's a little bit different. And so what you don't want to do is go ahead and start addressing performance with someone. And they could have been an amazing leader on your team. And you just didn't give them enough time to adjust to you. All right. So you may be thinking, well, Katrina, how do I know if it's them or if it's me? And so I think that, you know, a couple of, a couple of things come into, come into play here. The first is that you've got to ask that question. 
hey, you know, I know that I'm getting into my role and I feel like I'm being pretty clear around the expectations. Am I, am I being clear or the things that I'm sharing with you that just aren't coming across really well or that are still leaving you with questions? Am I, am I giving you, you know, enough information to allow you to move forward and do your job effectively? Ask, okay? Ask that question. Ask if it's you. If it's you, they'll politely and respectfully tell you that. You know, you're, you're doing a great job, Katrina, but, you know, I'm still, I still need more information because I feel like um, you give me just enough, but I still have questions, and then I feel like I just can't come back and ask them. Or when I do come back and ask them, I don't feel like you're able to really give me all the answers that I need, or it's still unclear to you. Okay? Well, that's not underperformance based on their inability to perform, that's underperformance because of your inability to lead them. That's reality. That's, that's looking in the mirror, folks. We have to do it. Okay? Uh, maybe they'll tell you things like they just can't reach you or you're not available or the way you communicate just isn't the way that they understand or learn or um, you change direction too often. That's, that's one that I've heard a lot in the past as I've coached people or developed people is that as, as people are learning their new roles, they're constantly changing direction as they learn something new. And so then the team can't keep up. Okay. Which is why through this series, I've told you stick to your three to five things that are your brand. If you will stick to those three to five things, they can't say that because you have stayed focused on those three to five things. You can't chase butterflies. That will not allow your team to perform. That one falls on you. That one falls on me, okay, as a leader. It falls on the leader. So keep that in mind. Now, if it's not you, and they're like, no, nope, completely understand what you're asking me to do. I totally get it. Um, okay, perfect. So there's no communication issue there is what you're thinking. Um, so then you're going to ask the next question. Well, you know, you don't have enough time or, you know, you're not understanding it. Or are, you, are you not committed to taking that action? Okay, so you're, again, you're trying to learn. Is it that they, it's not that you're, you're communicating inappropriately or ineffectively. Maybe they don't learn that, that way or maybe they just don't have enough time they feel like or there's something else that's happening that maybe you could still fix. Okay, that's the point of the next round of questions. Phase one, is it me? Phase two, is there something we could still fix? Okay. Now, you're going to go through those questions and you're going to ask how you can fix it. Is there not enough time? Is there a way in which we could, we could do this better? You know, do we have enough policies in place? Do we have enough tools? Do we have, right? You're going to, you're going to ask all those questions. If those questions come back and there's just no, totally have enough time, totally have the ability to get it done. You know, everything's good. Don't see any issues with, with any of those pieces. Then the third piece really is it's not, anything other than either their desire or their, their willingness to do it or the fact that you've provided the skill and they just don't have the capacity to do it. And that's ultimately what you're trying to discern here. Okay, because you, you can fix. You have control of that. Teaching them additional skill sets, giving them additional resources and tools, you should be able to fix that too. Okay, but mindset, desire, right, all capabilities, those are things you cannot fix or control. Those are things they may not even be able to fix and control. 
okay? And that's what you're trying to get down to, is understanding exactly why they're underperforming. And these conversations are going to be conversations that you start to have right out of the gate when you do that talent assessment discussion. And you're going to continue to have these conversations through the touch bases to try to get to the root of what the problem is. And once you get to the root, then you start to then put plans in place. It becomes part of the training plan. Okay, it becomes part of your internal training plan if it's you. It becomes part of their training plan if they need other pieces um, outside of just resources. They need development. Okay? Now, there are two things that are going to happen. If you, if you get down to the point where it's capacity and mindset, then, then that conversation can be had right out of the gate. However, you also have to realize if you're taking them down a training plan pathway or you're giving them additional resources and they still can't do it, then it becomes capacity or mindset. Because ultimately what you're trying to do as a leader is you're trying to remove all of the reasons why someone cannot be successful. That's how I want you to see it. You're removing anything that gets in their way of being successful. So they don't have enough resources, boom, let's solve that problem, right? They, you know, they're, they're struggling to effectively communicate, boom, let's solve that problem, right? So you're solving problem after problem after problem. You're removing barrier after barrier. So there's nothing that stands in the way between them and achieving that goal. They have a clear line of sight. And if they still can't achieve it, then that falls on them, okay? That's where you want to be. And that's what helps you as a leader determine their ability to truly be able to stay on your team, okay? All right, so... If it falls down to the fact that they cannot, they just can't do it, capacity or mindset, whatever it is, you've tried everything and it really is internal, then the first conversation has to go something along the lines of, you know, I see that you are underperforming. I've asked you to deliver here. Has anything changed? You know, is it my communication stop? You're going to go through those questions again. Every time, you're going to go through them again. Is it, is it me? Is it, you know, tools or resources? Okay, then tell me what it is. Tell me why you're not delivering. Now, that's really important, okay? It's really important that you ask them that question, and that's why I role-played it that way. Because the last thing you want to do is you want to go, you do not want to go in and say, well, here's why you're not delivering. You can have a thousand ideas why, and they're probably right, okay? But what you don't want to do is immediately alienate them by calling out something they're not ready to admit. Because then you, as the leader, are the problem. They're not the problem anymore. You are the problem in their minds. So don't become the problem. Don't give them the chance to make you the problem. They are the problem because they can't overcome whatever it is. It's an internal something with them. And they have to admit that. So ask them, what do you think it is that's holding you back? And let them tell you. You ask that question and you stay silent. Do not fill in that gap. Sit there. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. Just enjoy it, okay? And I don't mean that like deviously enjoy it. I mean find a way to enjoy it. Find a way to push yourself through it because if you wait long enough, they will answer. They will become so uncomfortable, they will answer in some capacity. And you just keep asking questions until it gets to the root of what it is. If they say, well... You know, it, it was because we didn't have this one thing. Okay, but we saw that problem two weeks ago. We got that, right? Is it not working? No, it's working. 
Okay. Well, then it, it can't be that, can it? Because we solved that problem. No, you're right. It can't be that. Okay. Well, then what is it? What's holding you back from delivering? Ask it again. And so they're either going to keep giving you things that you've already solved, and you're going to say, well, didn't we solve that? Is that not working? And they say, no, it's working, or no, actually, it's not working. X, Y, Z happened. Okay, and then you fix it, and you wait for their, their, their performance to improve. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to the point where they say, no, you've given me all the resources. I have all the tools that I need. You are an effective leader. I just simply can't do this. Okay? Now, there are some people in this world that will never, ever, ever say they can't do something. I have watched it happen. You, you're sitting there and you're trying to get them to it and they will say, well, you know, this happened, but that was just a fluke. I can do it. I know I can. I know I can. I want this. Okay? It's way easier on you if they are the more realistic type that just says, no, you know, it was me and I, I haven't been able to do it. And so if they go down that pathway of being honest and saying, I just haven't been able to do it, then you can easily go into the next part of the conversation, which is, do you really feel like this is a good fit for you relative to being on this team? I want to see you being successful. Right now, you're not being successful. Where can we, you know, where can we put you or what can we do to help you? Don't say where can we put you. That's not wise. Okay. But how can I help you go be in a situation where you can be super successful? Okay. Ask that question. It's going to take you some time. Right out of the gate, they're probably not thinking that they don't want to be on your team. It's going to take several conversations. But at the end of that first conversation, and they acknowledge that it's them, and you ask, can I put you, you know, can I, how can I help you essentially find another role? Okay? If they don't come right out and say, oh, no, I think I want to go be on this team or whatever, you're going to have to say something to the effect of, I'm happy to let you think through it. I need you to understand that your underperformance right now isn't anything that I can help you with. You already told me that it's not me. Um, and you let me know that we have all the tools in place. And so at this point, it sounds like it's something that you're going to have to personally overcome. And, and I've tried to, to help support you through that. Now, I'm going to pause on the role play for a second. Please don't go in and say exactly what I'm saying here. Make it yours and make it much more personal. Okay, I'm, I'm being very generic here because I... I don't know your, your exact situation, okay? It may be that they want it very direct and clear and firm and to the point. You may have someone who can't handle it that clear and direct, but you still need to be clear and direct at the level they can handle it. And ultimately, they need to walk away understanding that their performance isn't acceptable. It can't continue if they're going to stay on your team. And, you know, they need to be thinking about what their next steps are going to be because you're going to start delivering accountability. And that is the entire point of the conversation you're having with them. Okay, so the level of directness is something you have to determine based on their personality, but they do need to walk away understanding those three pieces. Okay, so the last part of that role play is I really do need you to think about what your next steps will be because I do need you to understand everyone has the same level of, of expectations relative to performance in their role. I, I am fair. Remember, that's one of the brands uh, that I carry. That's part of my personal brand. One of the three to five things that I shared with you. So I'm going to be fair. But me being fair is that I can't allow you to underperform and not deliver in your role, but still expect everyone else to perform in theirs. Okay? That wouldn't be fair, would it? They're going to say no. It's not going to be fair. So let's think about it because either we need to consider how you either are going to perform, how maybe you would be more successful on a different team, but if we can't get you to performing, I have to start going down the disciplinary pathway. Okay? I have to start formally documenting
some disciplinary discussions with you because that's the path we're on. Okay, and I just, I want to be very transparent and I want to be respectful in the way that I share that with you because you need to know that. Okay, again, no surprises. Make sure they understand. It's not threatening. It's just no surprises. You need, they need to know where they stand so they can make a good decision. And that's the point. Okay, now, that's right out of the gate. If you have that conversation, and it's obviously a mindset or a capacity thing with them. The other situation could be you're running through a training plan and you're giving them all the training they need, but they simply cannot do it. It really is capacity. They're not able to do it, and, and they can't. Okay? So you're going to get one of those situations, probably both at some point in your career, and you're going to have to handle both of them the same way. And the conversation around the training plan is essentially, we've been giving you this training plan, but you haven't been delivering to it. Walk me through why. And make them answer you. Okay. Now the other situation that I brushed on really quickly, let me get back to it, is those people that acknowledge right out of the gate that they're just not delivering and they can't. The other camp is they acknowledge they're not delivering, but they swear up and down they can. And they're trying to firmly believe in their minds that they can. And that's a really tough situation because it doesn't matter how much you try to rationalize with them. They will not see that they cannot do it. Okay. But the conversation with them is still the same. I need you to understand that one of the things that I stand for is being fair. And if I'm asking everyone else to perform to their job descriptions and, and perform in their roles, I have to expect the same of you. And as we just discussed, you're not there. Okay? So I love the fact that you think that you can do it. I want to support you through that. But at the end of the day, I need you to understand if you're not delivering, I, the, we will start going down the accountability pathway. And that's not a threat. That's me simply being very transparent and honest with you so you understand where we sit and what path we're going to end up going down. So you really have a couple of choices here. You know, if you can start to improve, I'd love to see it. That's exactly what I'd love to see. If you can't, then is there another team that you can go to that, that we can help put you in in order to help you be successful? Because the third pathway is that there's an accountability discussion to the point that eventually you would be removed from the organization. And I'm not saying that's the path I want to go down, but that is the pathway we would have to go down if you continue to try but don't have the results that are expected. Okay? So I'm going to stop the role play. You can see where I went with that. Right? For every conversation, I need you to make it yours. But this is how you've got to address underperformance. And I would say at you don't do this underperformance conversation, like the really deep one, to put them on notice of coachings. For at least, you know, after the first three months of being enrolled. you got to give it at least three months. Anything sooner than that, they're going to feel like you showed up just to get rid of them. No matter what you've done in previous to that conversation, that's how they're going to feel. Because most likely no one else has been having those performance conversations with them. And so they're going to think, oh, well, she just came in to, you know, show off. And she's here to clean house. And, you know, she said she wasn't here for that. But look, I mean, that's what she's doing. Look how fast she's already having these performance conversations with me. So then it becomes about you and not about them. Whether you like it or not, that's just reality, okay? So give it about three months before you start to have those clarifying, I'm going to start documenting performance, okay? Before you have those conversations with those folks, give it at least three months, all right? And then you move through those conversations. And then what you do is you establish the performance that is expected you give them a set time to turn around and be able to show improvement. So you define it. Here's what I want to see you perform. Here's where I want to see you successful in your role. That's what I need you to accomplish 
be very specific. What is the task? Here's where I need you to, to be, you know, doing it by. What's the date? What's the deadline? And here's what good looks like. To be successful, this is what's going to be happening. Okay? And so then you revisit it at that timeline. And if they're performing, you celebrate. And if they're not, then you have a documented discussion. And you start going down the pathway. Okay? So that's it. High level. So this is episode number seven. This is the last one. This gets you kicked off and taking over a team successfully. Are there a lot of other things you could do? Absolutely. Are there a lot of other things you're going to do within the first six months? Yes. But fundamentally, you've got to do these seven. Okay? So I hope this helps. Yesterday's episode and this episode both are tools for your toolbox that you should be using, not just when taking over a new team, but just period. Okay? Because they will serve you well every time you raise the bar and try to push your team forward. Okay? Thank you for listening. I love it. I'll, hopefully you grab some good nuggets out of this. Some of this is probably a refresher for you, but hopefully this gave you a little challenge in being able to think about things a little bit differently. Right? Because ultimately... Our goal here, you know, at Legend Leaders is we're here to help female business leaders become legends by teaching you the business and leadership strategies you need to create and live your legendary life, right? So every time I share an episode with you, it's giving you the tools you need to go and create that legendary life. That's what we're about here. So, right, another episode in the books, another little nugget to help push you forward. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day. Go and be legendary.